Hey everyone, it's Kara, and Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. Um, this is the first episode of the new year, and I'm excited to bring it to you guys as always. This week's topic, um, we talked to a married couple, which I typically don't do um, for a couple of different reasons, but eh, it turned out all right. There was no bloodshed, so all is well. Um, this episode is about clinginess or uh, the perception of that and what it means, how it makes us feel, all that jazz. Let's jump on into the conversation already in progress. Like neediness? Perhaps. Like, how do you define clinginess? Are you clingy? When someone is clingy, what does that feel like? What does it sound like? Um, do you like anxiety, it? Do you not like it? Thing anxiety. Is it anxiety riddling? If you get it, if if you got somebody who's like always there, suffocating mm-hmm. you, and you have no room to expand, I think that that would bring on anxiety to yeah. a degree because you don't have time away from that person to. <laughs> I always try to understand, like, if we have a certain set of circumstances or, like, let's say a a personality attribute, like clinginess, what brings about that in a person? Mistrust. Like, what what makes a person clingy? Insecurity. Yeah, like, they don't trust you. Sometimes mm-hmm. they could be dealing with unresolved issues, mm-hmm. abandonment issues from their childhood mm-hmm. that they hadn't recognized mm-hmm. and it carried into their adulthood. And now they have somebody and they they just want to possess them so bad, mm-hmm. and it turns into clinginess. No, there's because a they were never given that as a child. You know, yeah, kind of, there's a bit of a counterpoint to this though, uh-huh. because all of that is true. Uh-huh. But clinginess is not one padded down thing to where you get it and it's all the same. Man, because I'm listening to it and, and I'm like, clinginess can be a I've whole never different. Thought of that before. It can be a whole different. I mean, for example, when you love everything about the person that's your significant other, you just want to spend all your time with them. Right. And now clinginess for you would just be exactly what it is that you hope and wish for. We all hope for that person that we just want to spend all our time with. Right. Clinginess would then be on the eyes of the person who you're spending the time with. Right. So it's all by the def- now. Yeah, who gets to as, define the right, clinginess? The person the who's being clung to or the person like who's doing the clinging? Somebody with insecurities and all of that. I think the you person has been affected by it. But, but aren't they both being affected by right, it? Right, because you're the yeah. person being negatively affected by it. And uh-huh. that's the thing is because it becomes a deeper why would me being up under you all the time if I love you so much and you should love me the same or at least I feel like we have that same love right? and we want to spend all our time together because if we're making a commitment like this then we're committing to spend all our time together now of course we're going to have times away mm-hmm. we go to work we go to different places but like you want to breathe but you know would I be considered clingy if when I'm away from this place or this person the highlight of my life is just to be back home with them Right. Just to spend that time with them, regardless of the day I'm going through, the stress I'm dealing with, I find inner peace in just being with this person. So, mm-hmm. clinginess could be 
thinginess could also be seen from the eyes of the person being clung to to say, yeah. oh, I need some space. And, and a lot of mm -hmm. times that is probably just more of a personal trait. Some of us are. Because when you say clingy, when you say clingy, automatically it sounds pejorative. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like to joke myself that I'm a clinger. I am absolutely a clinger. Like, it's supposedly in my sign, cancers. That's why we got the claw crab, because we pinch and we hold on. Like, it's defense mechanism, but it's also like, once we got you, we got you. And I feel that, because I do feel that desire in me. Like, once I. If I fuck with you, I really fuck with you. Like, I wouldn't choose you if I didn't like you enough that, like, I want you to be my person. So I want to spend as much time with you as is humanly possible. And when you're away from me, I do feel that loss. That void. Yeah. But, like, when you come back around, it makes me happy Complain, again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool. And I, I can function when you're not around, but... Do I function better when you are around because I'm that much happier? Yeah. And like that doesn't feel abnormal to me. The term clingy. Uh -huh. I mean, it's a negative connotation. It, yeah, yeah. Clingy makes it now. Clingy if, makes it if sound you bad. About the same. If you change that word, it would change the whole narrative. Mm -hmm. If I was flying through open space mm -hmm. and I seen something worth holding on to, wouldn't I grab it? Absolutely. Now, is that clingy? Absolutely. Or is that holding? Right. It's being possessive. Exactly. But is it being possessive or is it being willing to go out and Are take you seizing and something? You're seizing it. You're not possessing it. I'm I want to seize it. Exactly. Because I've never life. wanted to possess a partner. No. I've never wanted to be like the end all be all to a partner. No, nigga, you need a job. You need an agenda. You need all of the things that make you a complete person. But, like, do I want you to cherish spending time with me like I cherish spending time with you? Because I feel like you're that fucking dope. Yes. Now that, right there, is yes. when it becomes clingy. Clingy is toxic. Clingy is when the person you cling to doesn't want to be clung to. And now you're right. still holding to them, and now you're being clingy. Right. That is trying to hold something that doesn't want to be held. Absolutely. That's, that's Elmira. That's right, 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 right. I want to hold you and like, squeeze you and you my best. <laughs> Like that. That's Pepe Le Pew and the fucking cat. And you know, the cat. Absolutely. That's clingy. That's why I joke that I'm like a level seven clinger. When I describe myself to people, I'm like, oh, I'm a level seven clinger. Like, I want to fuck with you. So long as you want to fuck with me. I'm but clingy. if I get, but if I get the, if I'm the ready to inkling, I'm like, all right, because I have to. Let's go. So I'm like, okay, it's time to go to bed. He don't, even if he don't want to go to bed, it's time to go to bed. Just so I can like put my foot on his foot to go to sleep. But see, that's ritualistic. <laughs> that's habit because you've been doing it for so long, and now it's something that you know and you you appreciate it. You need it, and it's part of your it's routine. It's like my past It's habitual. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think that makes you clingy per se. Oh, it no, makes I'm you clingy. like I'm clingy. Well, I but it makes you ritualistic. It does make you. But it's a comfort. Me. Right. If I'm a person feeling like, if I was complaining, like uh -huh. you said, he, if he doesn't feel like going to sleep, he still gets up and comes. If I right. was complaining or unwilling to do it, then it would force a problem. Right. I'm not giving you what you desire. Mm -hmm. And the, the problem with the clinginess is when someone's not giving you what you want mm -hmm. and you're still seeking their attention. Yeah. And clinging. No, you got to know when to cut that shit off. Yeah. Because if a motherfucker is not giving me what toxic. I need... Then you gotta go. Like I want to cling to you so long as you so want to be gonna, clung to. You cut them off permanently. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> because well, I, if you don't want to, if you don't want to be clung to, and that's how I operate. 
then we at a fundamental mismatch. So like, I can't do nothing with that. I want to cling to you, but if you but if you're not trying to communication skills, why not? So, why not convey? Yeah, by the time I make that decision, I will have already conveyed that because I'm an effective enough communicator that I don't like to infer shit. I like to just tell you. So like, I'll ask. So so you don't like this, do you? Or um, if I do that, that's too much, right? Or like whatever, you know. If I'm already getting the inference that my clinginess is presenting a problem for you, I will have asked by that point. And if I get to a certain threshold of like being told no over and over and over again, that denial is gonna make me feel a kind of way. But you know, you can normally tell when somebody's like feeling something just by their body language. Absolutely. Just by, by like they don't even have to say that you irritate them or they don't exactly. want to be bothered. Just they hold like there's like nothing say you colder. put your arm on somebody and they kind of move yeah. A there's bit. nothing colder yeah. than non-verbal, communicated like distance. Mm -hmm. That's some cold shit to experience. I don't no. think it's mean either. If you're clingy or if you have your rituals and uh -huh. things you like. I don't think it's clingy to ask someone to do things to benefit that. Like you said, I want to lay up under a nigga. Mm -hmm. Well, then you also might want to tell that nigga to wash if he's not doing it. Like, you're going to be like, hey, go wash your ass because it, it helps Let's me to lay up under you. Let's the parts match. Right, like I can't lay up under you yeah. after you've been to work for 15 hours and just came home and plopped in the bed. And then if I realize that you're coming home plopping or trying to plop in the bed or you're not making it a priority to get yourself in that I want to lay up under you mode, I'm going to catch the drift, you know? Well, and it's going got to, to do with that. It might not. It might not. But that's the point at which you address it. Yeah. It's got to be communication. Yeah. Yep. You got to say something. Yeah. Because things can be get misconstrued. Absolutely. Things can get misconstrued probably faster than they would get taken the right way. Yeah. You know, if you're not saying anything, you're just looking and guessing. I mean, we know our partners to a degree. We can assume a lot of things and be correct about a good majority of them if we're really a studier of that person. But, like, anything, anything goes. It's all worth talking about. It's all worth bringing to light to say, I'm feeling this way because of X, Y, Z. Or help me understand this thing. This is happening and it makes me feel this. Let's talk about it. I also think clingy would be defined by one person in a two-person situation. Yeah. Like, because if both of you motherfuckers love each other, so then you're not clingy. You're in love. Right. <laughs> like, right. Other people will tell you you're, like, other people... Can like, you be you in love and not clingy, though? Um, yes. I think so. I think you can be in love and not clingy, but if that's what your relationship is, right? Yeah. I think that it's not so you much that be you're too not clingy, mm -hmm. but you're still clingy to some particular part of them. Maybe not mm -hmm. in the general sense that we think clingy is, but listen to two weird motherfuckers talk. They go, "Oh, the pauses in her breath." Like, I mean, you know, some people see different shit. We we see beauty in what we're looking for. We see it. We all have the same general consensus of it. So for us, we're like clingy is this. Yeah. For, for people in Wyoming, clingy is different. Like, some people might think clingy means like pausey. Like, lots of PDA, like, oh, they're all lovey-dovey, yeah, or they're no. all over each other. And, no. and I don't... Mm, 
It's no. deeper than that. Yeah, exactly. But that also draws a comparison to the whole idea, which is not even worth getting into and talking about simply huh. because it's so well known. It's people's got such a fucked up idea of what love is. Absolutely. People's idea of love is completely out the way because yeah. you'll have somebody being toxic. you'll yeah. have a chick clingy to a nigga beating the shit out of her that's absolutely and I do think that there are certain parts of ideals that feed into what may or may not be clingy and then the reality of who a person is and like G said it earlier ownership hmm. it's ownership absolutely. it's when I feel like I own you so therefore you can't do anything unless I I deem okay. it exactly right like so and that can't work that's the footprint to a toxic relationship Hell yeah. I can't should you be able to check my phone sure mm -hmm. but I also should feel like you shouldn't have to check my phone you should have if you're to, to check my like phone that. then we shouldn't even be together yeah. or I'm doing something wrong so it's either one thing self-acknowledgement that I have something to hide and that's wrong on my part you know if I want to take this to another level right you know but, what's crazy I definitely have been in a relationship where I felt like Oh, a nigga obviously let me know what his lock, like his lock pattern was to his phone as a means to like gain trust. trust. And this was the shadiest, dirtiest, slimiest nigga I have ever dated. Yeah, I had the, the lock code to his phone, but did I ever use it? No, for the longest until one day I did and I found a video of him getting his dick sucked in my car. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't me. <laughs> and I was said not somebody's me. eating porridge and someone's laying in their bed. Someone's still in my bed. You know what I'm saying? So you like, trying to get trust and it didn't... No, but it absolutely worked though because it was the overlay for the underplay. Okay. It was that I'm giving you every indication that I am a trustworthy individual and in doing so, I'm giving you the lock to, you know, you can have access to anything that you want to, but I'm going to give you that pass knowing that you're not going to take the liberty because you already feel comfortable enough that I've given it to you. So there can't be anything incriminating in my phone except for, aha, there is. <laughs> <Something> there. <laughs> Absolutely. And that wasn't the only bad thing that I found. It was just the first thing that I found. Yeah. You know? So it was. It but was, that didn't make you clingy. No, but it was, but it was a way, it was a way for him to be able to establish that even when we do have space, I'm such a trustworthy individual that you don't need to be like that. Anytime I've ever been clingy, it's never been out of a fear. And that's why I find it very, very interesting that that is, it's a negative word, right? It's a negative connotation that we associate with clingy. What, what made you choose clingy as a topic? Just because I feel like it's probably something that comes up in relationships that is fight, a point of contention. Like fight for territory. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a point of contention. Because you deal with it, especially when you're like with somebody who's already got kids that aren't yours. Mm -hmm. You do combat kind of with not... Oh, hell yeah. Not... not competing with the child but like you're just you're trying to find your place absolutely you know what i'm saying it so. is any small group has its dynamics like that like each person in the small group relates to the next person in a different way and then they in smaller groups relate to each other in different ways so it'll be like kids versus parents or brother versus sister 
or mom versus dad yeah. or you know like oh, men versus real right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> men versus Niggas. women there's so many different ways for the shit to play out mm -hmm. all the time and it's a crapshoot of what it's going to be until you guys find a rhythm you know I until think, you establish a pattern i think it also stems from communication from day one hell yeah hell yeah i think clingy is also something that's it, it's a trigger word for like like i would oh my god that sounds so horrible when i say <laughs> i would i have preyed on clingy people yeah because i know that you need me around and i know my lack of being around will control you so mm -hmm. I, I can get my, you to do what I need you yeah, to do. Yeah, and my time spent with you was so valuable to you when, to me, it's just time that I scheduled to spend with you. I'm spending right. a lot of time in a lot of different places with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. But because you're clingy to me, you will it makes you feel every away. fucking word. Yeah. Right? And it's easy to feed those people because it is. you're selling them a narrative. Like, <laughs> most, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm a guy, so of course I'm speaking from the mm -hmm. direction of a guy. Mm -hmm. Most ladies that I have met in my younger years mm -hmm. because younger women just like younger men are not experienced and I wasn't that experienced I just learned this early mm -hmm. so it was a tool to use is that they'll tell you what they're looking for the very first conversation Absolutely. and they'll do it in a sense of saying what their ex used to do things they didn't like about their ex things that they didn't like about them. hell yeah and they're basically giving you the blueprint of what you need to be and do so that you're not there in ex. order to be that they're, one they're for man so in the first the first conversation is like the freest game yeah but it's like an interview like now we see what it is you want and I'm going to slowly morph into this because by giving mm -hmm. you so much opportunity to talk and me not really saying much, I haven't told you anything about me. So now that you've told me everything, now I'll tell you about how I'm everything that you're looking for. Absolutely. And there it is. You're head over heels in love. Mm -hmm. Because look at this. Found a nice looking dude who's everything you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And you'll do anything to keep that. Anything. Absolutely. Anything. So much so that it's abuse like you're willing to accept abuse it goes down to the whole thing that people will do what you let them do mm -hmm. and clingy people tend to let other folks that's why we're talking about like oh the girl right. to get her ass pulled by a nigga but she love him to death right and this bitch cheating on this nigga and everything and he just can't leave her and we all know these people yeah. we have seen these stories yeah. they're so like trite we're saying toxic because the toxic the toxicity is only the clingy person mm -hmm. they're willing to take it Everyone else on their side is like, girl, leave that nigga. He right. ain't shit. Right. And I mean, but the person willing to administer that abuse, too, is obviously toxic. I mean, narcissistic. Absolutely. They consider themselves. But it is also true in a relationship, there is only one dynamic. Mm -hmm. There are two people. Mm -hmm. There is the hunter and the hunted. Mm -hmm. If you don't establish who you are right off the bat, you become the other. It's like mm -hmm. a fucking game of, like, throw the hat down. Who gets it first? Okay, you're the hunted. Now I'm following you. Mm -hmm. Love mm -hmm. is when you both are hunting each other constantly. Right. So there is no, there's no clinginess because our our daily objective is to please the next person. This person is my sole focus. I'm giving them my all. Right. So I'm giving you kisses. I'm giving you hugs. I'm rubbing your feet. I'm doing whatever. Right. I'm accepting your downfalls. I'm doing everything because instead of you know like I made the notion earlier, passing through this this space, this big ass void, and then finding something you want and holding on to it. Mm -hmm. It is controlling. It is possessive. But when the person wants to be controlled and they'll let you possess them, then it's up to you to just possess them in the right way. It's, right. it's human nature. If, I mean, yeah. it's what we're here for. Spider-Man theory. I don't want to just use the term woman. I know the love comes in all different sections yeah. and how we do. The other person. Right. 
wants to be controlled by you. Because yeah. in the relationship, there's also always going to be the dominant person and the person willing right. to, and normally that dominant to the other person, switch. Yeah. The person who was following or, or pursuing becomes the passive one. Absolutely. Once they've gotten you and they realize that you are willing to give them everything that they wanted to give you, they submit completely. Yeah, they can ease off the gas. Yeah, they can coast Now, now a this bit. person yeah. has the dominant. Now you find this person being the, the runner. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife, she used to always be on me. She loved me from the jump. First time she seen me, mm -hmm. I was a fly ass nigga. I was a GI <laughs> fly ass nigga. I can't I lie did. about it. I was that man. <laughs> I'm a grown man now, but I was that young man back then. Uh -huh. For all the shit when I tell people about her now. I didn't ever think about it mm -hmm. when I first found her. I mean, I'm saying amongst all the women that I had met. Okay. Look, yeah, that was that awkward part. This is why I don't ever have couples on the show. But amongst, amongst all of those, amongst all the people that I met, that I could have been in a relationship, pursued, tried to get married, do whatever. I didn't realize that this person was such a special person. Uh -huh. And all looking at all these ladies, I just thought she was a lady. Mm -hmm. Until I got, not even until I got to know her, until I had time to then grow with her and look at myself and reflect on how much this person has changed me. Because Absolutely. when I tell other people about her, she's one of the best people I've ever met mm -hmm. in my life. She does things that I could not do for all of the great things and the, the great accomplishments I've had and all of the great candor people give me just in this just in that mm -hmm. Justin wasn't this person mm -hmm. I had all the potential I had none of the focus I had none of the drive to do good things I just I had learned how to control my elements mm -hmm. and so everywhere I went was a party because yeah. I was a party so when I went, I was a party. and I remember when you wasn't shit. Party. We was always having a good time, though. Yeah, a fucking blast. Yeah. With some people that I wish I could get a hold of these people now. Because <laughs> would be like, nigga, let me pitch you this idea. But, I mean, carefree. With no care in the world. And I did that for a while until I, I realized how much I cared about the things I had acquired. And when that happens, it was like a cold shower. It's so, yeah. it's petrifying and scary because right. then you have such a realization of time. God, how much time have I wasted with these people I love so much? Mm -hmm. How much time do I have with these people I know about? Who knows? But that all comes from this chance encounter of seeing something that I wanted, reaching out and grabbing it and have it grab me. And oh my God, from this, this one, I mean, you know, I always laugh and joke about it and she'd be like, Ugh. but to think that I met my wife mm -hmm. while dropping my sister off at Walmart. Not on a date nap. Not I met my wife and the mother of my kids dropping my sister off at Walmart mm -hmm. while I was going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure out, not even I wasn't even in the stage of divorce. I didn't know what to do. I was just kind of lost out here. And found my wife at Walmart. So she was the clinger in that situation. Because you, you were just... Do you see me? She grabbed on me like, baby, please don't leave me. I was like, baby, I'll never let you go. Would you come to bed? So I could put my leg on she you. She saw an opportunity. Or she saw something that she wanted. She saying See, that's my that thing. That's anything. my thing about clinging being like pejorative. But just the concept, fuck the term, but the concept of it. I would feel honored if someone I have felt that way about me. 
I wasn't you know what I'm saying? I was loose with it. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Everybody <laughs> have a piece of Everybody loves it. And now I cling to my wife. If I get day, up I'll out the like, bed before he get up in the morning, he text. If I be up for like a while, he text uh-huh. me with the like, looking where eyes. Are where are you? What are you doing? Uh, exactly. Downstairs, about to make coffee. Right. Where are you at? <laughs> that's crazy. In other words. But I love that's that's endearing. I show pictures of my endearing. wife to be like, this is my wife right here. I don't got pictures of myself at all. My pictures look so stupid. I'll be like You know it's funny. Her I, don't have I, I, I added all her pictures, I'll be like, This is my wife right here. I just feel I'm no. honored. Like I was Let talking me tell you about, about being a man. I'd be like, look, I'm the man, nigga, look at my While wife. we on the subject of clingy, listen. I be sitting right there in that chair, right? I don't know he up. It's quiet in the house. All everybody's still asleep. I don't hear him get out of bed. I get a ping on my phone. It's a picture of me sitting on the <laughs> on the chair. Oh and so God. then I look upstairs like, so and he be standing there like, I'm like, that's creepy. That's funny as hell. <laughs> Eyes on your ass. No that's way. terrible. I respect <laughs> it, but it's terrible. That's funny. I be at the stove looking at niggas like, yeah, that's my white bitch. <laughs> That's my wife, nigga. You see my kids? Well, I, I kill a nigga right now if I got a knife in my pocket. <laughs> they think I'm a little kid. I'm sure they do. Yeah, that's I'm what sure they think. That shit weird. I'm sure be like, they think you oh, that's your daughter. Yeah, nigga, I just hold my daughter's hand walking through the store right. instantly like that. Wow, bro. I'm a creep-ass nigga like <laughs> no, that. No, I'm right. saying they don't be trying to talk to me. They think I'm a kid. Well, good. No, you just naive. Or they you be just... like, girl, you look fine. <laughs> she be like, they said I had fine skin. I was really nice. He be mad because, no, I Ignore people, so like I don't be hearing, I don't, way. I don't be paying attention. He be like, and then he'll get mad, like he was just trying to talk. I'm like, who? No, no, who? She'll I didn't come. even see him. Like, I didn't hear him. Like, this is Nothing. Have couples on the show. She'll do shit like come out the, the gas station and be like, we'll come out, come out the gas station. I'll be like, boop, 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 boop. We'll get all down the street and shit. That guy that came out the gas station trying to talk. Well, goddamn, why you gonna tell me at the gas station? I could have asked that nigga like this. I could have checked to see if right. we had a problem. Right. You while wait at the we, gas station. So I know not that this nigga hit on my wife. He like, yeah, I hit on that whole ass nigga wife, boy. What'd she say? She ain't say shit, nigga. She ain't say no either. She got in the car with that nigga. Looked back at me. The whole time she sitting back there like, that guy was talking to girl, goddamn. Foster's out here looking weak as fuck. You know how many people I'm sure. I'm sure. Man, I, but I'm, I mean, I know from personal experience. <laughs> I'll be telling the bitches, like, hey, what's going on with you? Nothing. Hey, this is my wife right here. Look at her. She's fine in the mother. Hey, we got seven kids. Nigga, look at her. Seven kids. Just on, the way home. Kids? Just on the way home to my wife. After we, after I finish talking to motherfuckers, they like my wife. Mm-hmm. A motherfucker wouldn't even want to, if I was like, girl, let's do something. They'd be like, Justin, I feel like. I'm your sister. Well, how's your wife doing? How's your kids doing? Because in five minutes, I'll tell you the whole story. Like, and then when we had the twins, we went through a really rough patch. We almost didn't make it. But then the story turns from there. Look at us now. Success, nigga. This is a card that the work job gave me. I make good money. You see this new granite table, nigga? We shining out here. From the fucking trailer park to the lunch. I would have rather took uh, trailer park for ten hundred, Alex. Tell the niggas like now we drink no, all the Heinekens, all the red stripes. <laughs> Shit, I had Modelo's earlier. <laughs> Top shelf, like, baby. Tickets. What What'd you be saying, man? He said Mortimer, we're back. <laughs> back, Mortimer. Yeah, yeah, back on the fucking top. <laughs> Exactly. From cleaning these but toilets. But you know what? You got to still, I mean, you just got to be humble still, though. Still got to be humble, y'all. Absolutely. 
God's watching. You got to be humble, but you also have to rejoice in what the fuck. I mean, you yeah, celebrate what you have, but not be boastful to about the, it. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, don't be boastful. Just as but, fast as you get it, you yeah, got to move. But you got to yeah, remember this. Go. That's one of those other trigger words that when you throw out there, it depends on who's the person looking at it. What's that? Boastful. It, if I rejoice to you and tell you how great things are, I some niggas gonna be like, man, yes, 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 definitely, yes, yes, yes. It did. Good for you. It took a turn. And some people gonna be like, man, that nigga over here, but now we're talking about boastful is all on who humbleness. Okay. Humbleness, and somebody don't have it. No, no of course no. not. Okay, so the other the other end of clinginess was commitmentophobia. So like the commitment issues. Absolutely. Um, do we? Yeah, but like, I don't think it's fair to assume that just on the other end of anti clinginess is not synonymous with commitmentophobia. Like, you could not want to be clingy, but you could still be cool with commitment. Um, but you could also be a commitmentophobe. Like, you could be a serial. I had that. Yeah, but like, still be clingy with people. Because I feel like most of the men, especially like in their 20s, in my 20s that I was encountering, that were on that, oh, I'm not trying to be with you, whatever, whatever. But you're behaving in a way that indicates you don't want to not be mixed, around mixed me. Signals. You don't want the exactly. title out loud. That's a very exactly that's a very Like you don't want it to be known out loud because they want you. You don't want to seem clingy. Yeah. But nigga, your ass is clingy. You yeah. you're not my boyfriend. But you campaign but real it, hard to goes, make sure no one else but it goes can back be to my possession, boyfriend. Possession, like what he was saying. Like they own you. Like you can well, you gotta think think this is my tree. I piss on this tree. You can't piss on this right. tree because yeah. I piss on this yeah. tree. But for males, there's something that biology tells us we should do that with. Mm-hmm. And, I know what and you're about women to say. don't think I that. I know what you're about to say. It is in a male's nature but why to build don't... a harem of women. I'm, you are supposed to, to have that. as many women as you can by nature. It's not by your, your psychology. Yeah. I said psychology. I was going to say physiology. Psychology. <laughs> well, I say it's not the it's it's not your psychology. Like, oh, you're a habitual cheater. Mm-hmm. No, it's something in a man's head. Like, sleep with her. Hey, sleep with her. Chick be like, and a, a man's mind works very easy, mm-hmm. very easy. Every day, if we got very complex gears, most of mm-hmm. them really don't have to run. Most My of turn. them just go chick, chick, <laughs> chick, chick. So a chick would be like, when a chick be like. Hey, how you doing today? In a man's mind, it's like, oh, she trying to fuck. <laughs> oh, she trying to fuck. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent of men, like, oh yeah, she want me. She want me. It's like a natural trigger. Uh-huh. If if a chick like your picture, motherfuckers be like, oh, this dick, me boy. Boy, and you see, she like my be Yeah, she likes your picture. It's always for a man. It's always mm-hmm. obtain, mm-hmm. conquer and obtain. But it's look at every species of male. That's what you do. You get as many women as you. Very few. Species, most of them bird uh-huh. snickers. No, you gotta be an alpha. The alpha male are the ones that usually come off like that. Mm-hmm. The ones that ain't alpha males, what they doing? Run around trying Simpy. to fuck your bitch. <laughs> right. But they run around trying to fuck your bitch, running with these gang and niggas. They still right trying to fuck Simpy. your bitch. No, yeah, they, they just they, trying they, to get it after you. They yeah, Simpy yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's four motherfuckers over here. You got twenty chicks. These niggas have no chicks. It's four of them over here. They every day, cause niggas ask, what do lions do all day? 
they they don't hunt every day. No, they, they send their bitches every out to once hunt. in a while. Right? They, they just their women hunt for them. They, they fuck just sleep. fuck, sleep, and fight niggas. Right. So when it's like, what do niggas do? Fuck, sleep, and fight. That's about what it's telling <laughs> us to do. Fuck, Wait. So you fight. are you, so are you saying inherently that men have this thing? This it is the natural order of things that they should be collecting this harem of women, and thus that makes them less uh, likely no, to want just, to commit? It explains the whole narrative for the women who are not being committed to by these men still being around. The women that say shit like, I know he got another bitch, but I'm his main bitch. Because mm-hmm. it's naturally instinctual for them to accept other women being around this one man because they see this man as better than the other men. That's why you want him. And that's but why I these think it's all, other women want I to. I think it's like blurred, though, from the beginning because a lot of the time we go into it with our own toxicity so our judgment is off. Yeah. Elaborate a little bit on so that. What do you mean by like our own toxicity? Like I was saying earlier. Like I was saying earlier was um, the way we're brought up. Yeah, the way we're brought up about what? What do you want? You want this? Yeah. Just tell me. I didn't want to talk over you. You can. You are horrible at sign language. So I am. I'm sorry. Get, no, I was totally no, distracted. No. So the way we're brought up, a lot of us fail to realize that a lot of the problems we suffered in our 20s and our 30s, going mm-hmm. into our 40s, mm-hmm. it stems from the way we were brought up. And Absolutely. we don't realize that. So when we go into a serious relationship, that's where the commitment and all that other stuff comes mm-hmm. into play. And unknowingly, a lot of us don't realize, like, yeah, I got bipolar. Yeah, I do got an anger issue. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. come off controlling. Yeah, I do. Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that plays a huge role with that. Hell yeah. Therapy is a motherfucker. You know I, know, I, I know. I know. It's so quick to yeah. point fingers and it's so quick to just be all, like, to, to call it something else. But mm-hmm. really, when you simmer it down and you go right. to the base of it. Get to the essence. It's really within yourself. And yes. that's where it starts unraveling into those foundational building blocks that have been like neglected or shifted or whatever it is you're looking to rebuild stronger better hopefully we don't look for it it takes meeting a good woman to to get you like you were saying before you found her and she got you know but when you meet one that's not the right fit too that shit is immensely damaging Mm mm-hmm and the good woman that comes after that that has to clean up not only the family trauma Mm -hmm. but then the relationship trauma that you've Mm -hmm. also suffered through the other shit that filled and fucked up you make her feel so god damn that's some man i have been in so many relationships that i I absolutely know true true it's just it's dangerous and it's tricky when you get into a relationship where you absolutely understand that therapy should be present but it's not a lot of us who you know me, I can't speak on this, but mm-hmm. I have cousins who were raised by women, mm-hmm. and you can see how they come off like females. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, like me, I, I was I was raised mm-hmm. by my father, mm-hmm. and I got shown tough love. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm married almost mm-hmm. eleven years now. I've been with the same woman, mm-hmm. and we've been married six, going on seven years. And it's like because of that, I took that into my relationship unknowingly, mm-hmm. like. The way my dad was with me, mm-hmm. I'm like that with my kids, or mm-hmm. I'm like that towards her, or I'm like that to, to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hurting myself because I'm like, I thought it was normal all these years. So right. I think that when we go into things like that, that's that's really something that, you know, that's, that's not necessarily a super bad thing. No, I thought about that because mm-hmm. 
it's beautiful I, to be able to acknowledge it. Yeah. To know that that's going on and to know but because it, then you can counteract it. It, does ha it has value though. I used to think that it didn't. I used to think that it was just me being so hard or, or me not being compassionate, especially because I'm in a house full of women. And because I'm the only man, I feel like, damn, you're being too hard. You're being too. But they did that. And I tell people this all the time when I talk about my wife and I tell them how she is. I'm like, my wife doesn't cuss. I mean, it blows my mind. You know, I laugh about it and everything like that. She's the evil saint, silent right. killer over here. Right. I've heard it cuss. I've heard it cuss a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have. I've been with my wife <laughs> yes, for like I have. 17 <laughs> years and never heard it cuss. What did she say, butt? And the people I tell, they be like, God, piss. This is her worst she'll, word. She'll say shit. I heard no, her say shit before. No, you've never heard me say that before. Okay. I've never I'm said it. Dead Go, you go to sleep. Go turn the TV His on. eyes like this. Go no <laughs> eyes. Barely. <laughs> He's trying. I don't know how to wake her up. Go to sleep. No. Well, then watch the video back here. You close enough to us. You got a phone in your hand playing the video. Just sit out somewhere and let this shit happen to you. He trying to fight He's that thing. He's like, trying to fight it. He always does His it. His eyes this big. He's like, right. Uh, Who do I wake up? Right. <laughs> But I, I tell people all the time, she's made me a better person because mm -hmm. her traits start to rub off on mm -hmm. me. Like, yeah, I got a horrible mouth, but sometimes when I would just curse, I just don't because I, I realize I'm the only person cursing <laughs> right. in my house. No one else does it, only me. Uh -huh. So I'm setting a horrible example for everybody around, but I'm I'm like, well, she's Until great I get at here. it. Until right. I get here. But what do they say? They'd be like, Auntie Cara is just like Uncle Justin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But... I feel like I always tell people this too. I'll be like, when I look at my wife, my wife was always a really good person. Mm -hmm. You know, she had these traits that she still has. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like she was as tough of a person as she is now. Mm -hmm. Like, should I, I instill that in her? Fuck losing. Mm -hmm. Fuck losing. When I look at all the shit she accomplished, I'm so proud of that shit. Fuck losing. Fuck taking a loss. Fuck setting back, letting the world just give you what you can go take that shit. Mm -hmm. And I tell people that all the time. Like, Thank I've you. seen how much she's influenced me with her good behavior, but sometimes that shit is still. Yeah, my kids, I got a house full of women. Is she? <laughs> I got a house full of women. But I, you know, my girls are cheerleaders. They're all types of shit, but my girls are tough. They understand this world is, is not is going to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. Go out here and grab that motherfucker. Don't let it sit here and take you. Go out here with a plan. Be tough. Mm -hmm. Fuck that shit. Don't sit here and let somebody fuck you over. Where I'm not saying my wife wouldn't have taught. I feel like me being with my wife mm -hmm. and our family and in our household, it sets a tone for that. Mm -hmm. Like I tell them, I'd be like, we fosters. Fuck that shit. Mm -hmm. You know, set a tone for the. That's not something that she doesn't add to. She does even more now because she's my female representation saying the same thing. But I feel like for all the good she's done for me, I don't think that's bad. I just think that's something I instilled in her. Like, yeah. that's something where I brought because it was times when all I had was like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck yeah. this, fuck you, fuck all of y'all. And fuck it ain't great, but fuck it saved me sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes fuck it was good enough where I was like, man, fuck y'all, fuck this. That goes to show you life is about balance. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I had to stood up for myself. My wife yeah. stands up for herself so much now. She she wasn't a pushover, mm -hmm. but she was a person <laughs> who would just... We went to Sam's Club. Oh, yeah, she cut it to these white ladies. Did you show like, out? Oh, oh my God. God. You're showing you know out at Sam's Club. So you know it's a line to get out. You have to show them your receipt. It's, I mean, it was a long line. It was a Sunday. You know, that's their busiest day. So we get in line to get out. These people just walk up and cut in front of us to get out. I'm like... And so we were, ne they, we were next to give them yeah, their yeah. receipt. They tried to... I said, um, uh-uh. Because -uh. she was about to... I said, no, 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 no. 
I said, we were next, and he gave me the dirtiest look. Like, That's you know, my favorite thing. Like, I was standing no. there looking tough in the motherfucker out there. Exactly. Like, no, I didn't say that. I said, uh, they took cups in front of us, so we next. And I handed mm -hmm. her. <laughs> they turned red in the motherfucker. They was like. Yeah. Like, literally, they walked. They, the line was way back really? there. They walked up and just walked in front. I'm like, what? Oh, no, not today. Not today. <laughs> Normally, I'm a nice person. I don't say nothing. I'm like, not today. I've reached my limit. But see, I, I feel like I helped instill that I in there. It's okay to go nuts a little bit sometimes. Uh -huh. I didn't really go nuts. I mean, I was nice. You just had a backbone. Yeah. You stood up for what you felt was right. Sometimes you just got to That's necessary. That's absolutely necessary. Has there ever been a type, of, I'm sorry, a time in life where you felt like a commitment of hope? Yeah. When I was like uh, 18 or 19. What do you think was driving that? My fear of commitment was the fear that I, if I took this one person I, it was greed should I have my choice of whoever I wanted to I my confidence was at an all-time I felt like if I wanted to talk with you you give me the time to do it and most of the time I had a lot of people trying to talk to me so it was just so much so much intermingling I could pick and choose what I wanted and I was a person who enjoyed you wanted it all yeah I like uh, variety I I enjoy you and there are things about you I enjoy but by our part-time I mean, it's a relationship because mm -hmm. we're spending time together, but I would always, like you said, I make it known from the beginning. This ain't yeah. a relationship. Right. It's a friendship. And Although I, a friendship is a relationship. Exactly. And motherfuckers exactly. really conveniently very... Exactly. Forget that. Mm -hmm. Friendships they absolutely are relationships. Relationships are every formation yeah, of interpersonal of contact with yeah. anyone. We have relationships with our children, relationships mm -hmm. with our parents, relationships mm -hmm. with our coworkers. They're all relationships. Right. But we like, we like to hold the sanctity of romantic interpersonal relationships like it's supposed to be different or better. Hey, you can be part of this conversation too, you know. If you're listening to this podcast on the Anchor app, then you can use voice notes to contribute your comments to the conversation. Give it a try. If you're just listening on Spotify or one of the other platforms where podcasts can be listened to, then just send an email. I'd love to hear your comments. Send it to nerdygirlanswers at gmail.com. Send your questions too. Maybe you'll be topic of a future podcast. I think it sucks. Some, or, to answer you know, that, I think it sucks when you entanglement when you never really had to demonstrate it. Absolutely. You know, like for myself, I never, you know, I came mm -hmm. from a broken home, so it's like mm -hmm. commitment. How can you show me commitment when we going house to house and yeah. I'm going school to school and I ain't got my friends is over here and over here and everywhere, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah, I could see why that could be a phobia because you never know what's next. Yeah, the impermanence of life becomes like regular to you. So you don't want anything that's permanent because it can be snatched away from you. Yeah. And so if you don't you feel, you yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't feel the permanence of anything, then you can never feel the hurt of it being taken away. Mm -hmm. I think another big fear I had was a big fear that if I say I was with this person mm -hmm. because I, I do believe this when you're with somebody mm -hmm. it's like a different life mm -hmm. when you're with this person you're around these people you're listening to this music you're mm -hmm. doing this you know you're you're catering to what they want to do too so they've introduced you to these people it's a whole new set of people when you stop dealing with this person you might you know sometimes you'll still interact with some of these people but 
now you're dealing with this person. Okay, this person has a whole other family. They're off in this region. They're doing this, and mm -hmm. it's like a change of scenery. You know, mm -hmm. it's a different change of life, and the fear that I always had these big aspirations for myself. Always, I, mean, I want to be an aerospace engineer. I want to, to play basketball. I want to do all types of things, and so I wasn't necessarily just self-centered. Where I was. I mean, I was arrogant, I'm not going to lie, but I wasn't, it, the world didn't just revolve around me because I didn't value other people. I just felt like I had so much potential to do these things and I believed in me mm -hmm. that if I then inserted you in here, what would it, what would I be able to do? Because like, what I, do you mean? Like, would you benefit? No, I mean like, okay, um, I get married. So then maybe I'm not going to go be a rap superstar because mm -hmm. now I have more things that I brought into this. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have kids and okay, now I'm going to have a kid. Now there's something in this world other than me that I have to look out for. And it's a, it's a selfish thing. I mean, it's not just being selfish. It's not like people without kids are selfish. Mm -hmm. But to a certain degree, there is a little bit of, of selfishness. It's mm -hmm. just not wrong. It's right to want all of your time and when I think we have a very incorrect concept of selfishness like selfishness is negative yeah and I don't think it should be it's selfishness okay lives self-preservation lives in selfishness like there's certain aspects of selfishness that are like necessary for your survival or your comfort arrogance too you absolutely have to believe in yourself if you don't now, if you don't, you'll never accomplish right, anything. But there, there is a, there is, there's a line. There's megalomania. Like there's, there's a arrogance. You can be a psycho about I, yourself. That's not necessary to be, you know, successful. I think as long as you still value the other people around you, yeah. Like never would I feel don't that my life, them. I, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I feel like my life is mm -hmm. uber important. Mm -hmm. Outside of the the lives I value over mine, mm -hmm. outside of that, I feel like my life is the most important thing. That's why I get up every day and I do what I do to make my life the best I can mm -hmm. and the people that I love. But at that same token, if I seen a baby drowning, in the, I would jump in there and save it and put my life at risk. Like I value my life, but mm -hmm. there are things I value over my life. Mm -hmm. I value, and, and even that is still arrogance. Mm -hmm. I want to be a good person so bad, I would die for that. Mm -hmm. I would die being a good person before I would live not being it because I would hold myself. You'd live with that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't. I would, yeah. I would constantly be on me about not living up to the person that I expect to be. Like you could have been a good person, but you weren't. But on the same yeah. token, somebody could come and say, hey, ride with me over here because Joe Blow's trying to kill me. We need to shoot this nigga. And I would say no. Mm -hmm. Because even though I value your life, I value my life more. Right. Your future. Right. So Absolutely. it's like there is... And the certain, lives that I impact. And yeah. that's a certain level of selfishness and arrogance that you have to have about yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't run around doing anything mm -hmm. not thinking about the consequences of who it impacts. And mm -hmm. if you love... That's why when I see guys who are in prison... I cannot, I mean, don't get me wrong, I know everybody doesn't go for, to prison for the same thing, right. but when you are in prison, uh, you know, the typical, a young black father mm -hmm. sitting in prison because you sold drugs, and you want to try to impress upon me that you sold drugs because it's the only choice you had to take care of this baby, not understanding that you are not in any position to take care of this baby. So no matter what the fuck you thought you were doing, you failed completely and you are failing your child 100%. And you are better there 
flipping fucking burgers and making nine dollars an hour because at least you can contribute if it's I mean not just the money even though we all know it takes money to raise a child even the time if you can be there to babysit the child while the mom goes to fucking work to help her out again you can't do that set behind bars in prison mm -hmm. so I can't cop to that. You're selfish. You're extremely selfish. You are You are only thinking about yourself. You cannot tell me you went to prison selling drugs, even though the and narrative see, that is and young to me, and that, stupid, that, young to me, and stupid. What you just said, that to me stems from coming from a home where you didn't have that kind of guidance. You didn't have that kind of role model. You didn't have that kind of be like, you know, this is the right way to go. So a lot of us, we do get selfish and we don't look out for nobody but ourselves. If you're like, oh, the kids, they got their mama or so on and so forth. My mama take care of my grandmama take. And but what do we find out here? We find each we other. We find out the hard way. But I mean, we find each other. We find each other and we learn from each other. We find them role models that we see, whether it's our father, whether it's a, a gym teacher or, or a bus driver or somebody you or come across. Or a bad influence that's or not bad influence. anywhere, but in general they're dead and we still idolize them. Yeah, all of these people have the ability to permeate, you know, our existence, like to affect the way that we see things, the way that we learn things, yeah, you I know, mean, our experiences, all of that shit. I think that's one of the biggest problems going on in the communities full of our our black and brown people is that we had people who weren't afraid to tell us when we were doing wrong mm -hmm. and the world has changed so much now that you can fuck getting killed you can go on your phone now and watch a video of a nigga getting killed every day all the time constantly mm -hmm. and you know you're seeing videos a teenager you know knocks motherfucking grown man out because he told because he disciplined him right told him hey don't don't do this and i was just talking to somebody the other day about the lack of accountability that people really um employ well the accountability that people don't employ when dealing with one another like a whole small group of people could understand that there's a disagreement and they could know one side of the disagreement is absolutely at fault and there is something that exists. I don't know if it's cultural. I don't know what it is, but that will shun the person who brings up the conflict before they will shun the person who is the reason for the conflict. So somebody could be absolutely at fault. I think you're right, cultural. Yeah, because that doesn't make yeah, any I mean, sense that to makes, me. That's the only thing that stands out to me is it's cultural. And that, it's like the street value. A rat's a rat. A snitch is a snitch. Exactly. And, and that shit doesn't. Got killed. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, because so if you're trying to kill, if you're trying to kill me, I'm telling. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I don't want to die. You know what I'm saying? Or and that's happened to my people, of course. Right. I'm telling. I'm telling. And that's it. And I don't give a fuck how you feel but about that's me. That's what makes you a civilian. And that's what the that's what the conflict is. Are you a civilian or are you for real street nigga? And that's what got Takashi caught up. He was a civilian. That's why they're looking at him like, oh, you out here being on some other And shit. I don't know who could look at that young man and not tell that he's absolutely a civilian. Right. Like, I don't know he, who. The way he moves. Absolutely. Civilian. I don't know who looked at him and thought, this is a gangster ass nigga. Like, no. Yeah, so I no, think, think culture plays a huge role in that. That's crazy. Unfortunately. It's so crazy There's rules me. that we live and die by and there's nonsense a lot of the times, but... And I think some of those standards that people carry within them, within their brains, 
they live in situations and scenarios where rules like that don't apply, but they're still applying them, yeah. and they're moving like they should apply. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so you're trying to, you know, um, a nigga says, oh, I don't like to over-explain, or I don't explain, I don't, you know, I don't communicate. You don't communicate with nobody. You don't communicate to your PO. Uh, you communicate with the man. You don't communicate to... Right, right, right. You don't communicate to your girl. You don't communicate to your PO. You don't communicate to nobody. Everybody needs information from you, though. It's the only way you're going to be able to survive yeah, to in life. Yeah. Is to be able to trade this information. But your unwillingness to do this as just ego. a cultural That's practice... Absolutely. But it's ego born out of a cultural practice. Mm-hmm. Like, niggas don't do rep- this. Because it stands for reputation. Right. Niggas don't do this, therefore I can't do this. I won't do I this. I got my name, I got my rep. Despite how it's negatively going to impact me, I'm still not going to do it because it's the wrong thing to do. In quote their unquote. Eyes. In their eyes. Right. The wrong. The Even wrong. I was brought up the right way. Exactly. but it's the quote-unquote wrong thing to do so i'm not going to do it even though it could benefit me even though it's absolutely what i need to do i'm not going to do it it goes right to little things that mold us and that we struggle with from kids to grown-ups i tell my kids this shit all the time the hardest thing in life that we're ever going to have to deal with is not caring what people think about you absolutely we do things based on what we think other people think do what you know is right but Just how, do that. how often is that never done? Because the right thing more often than not, and that's the problem. You got the messages, you know, snitches get stitched. But like we said, if a yeah. if a nigga told you like I'm gonna kill you tomorrow, and you a <laughs> snitch for calling the police on them. But I mean, but, but I don't want to die though. Right. But all the other people saying you will snitch. <laughs> if the nigga told <laughs> no, it to what's you, gonna come out is you scared. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the niggas right. To you, right. Then people chant Why you call that the white shit. boys when you could have handled that nigga yourself? But the niggas that's chanting that shit, either, they, you know, okay, I'm going to kill him myself. Mm-hmm. And now you end up in prison with a whole bunch of way worse niggas than the motherfucker that you killed. <laughs> and, and you aren't a soldier. You're going to be made one when it's a, you're going to survive this shit when it's all said oh, done. But welcome to the jungle. Because yeah. these niggas in here, it's whole, it's whole, it's, the shit that you're talking about, that's what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Because when when you're already faced with the consequence, when you know, hey, you got life in prison, then what's the worst you can do to me after that? Right. The only thing that's Not worst much. is you somebody is physically you. trying to do something All to you. All you can yeah. do from that point is rack up more bodies and get your rep up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and so you either that's what you face. You either end up in there. Wow. And they're bringing us in there by the droves. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... There's always so much constant distraction. You're not realizing how many fucking people get arrested. They are bringing us in droves to mm-hmm. prisons. They're building prisons, private prisons, Jordan's own prisons. Passing laws on yeah. marijuana and still keeping people in prison. For that, that's the damndest shit. That is the damndest shit. I swear to God. That makes no millions and millions off that, that shit, shit now. That shit pisses me off. It makes me so angry. As soon as y'all... In Michigan, whatever state, as soon as you ratify it to make it legal for recreational so use, every single prisoner you got that's in jail for a marijuana charge, let them out. Yeah, what's the beef? Because what are you doing? Give them a job. Exactly. They know how to grow it and they get salesmen. It's fucked up that your ass just didn't know that your calling wasn't your calling back That's insane. I'm getting ready to apply 
for a license to be able to have recreational. It's probably niggas that was just born in the wrong era. It's 80s niggas who should have been born in 2020 and they would have been fine. Jesus Christ. Hi, Justin's. You ain't lying, dog. That's crazy, bro. You where? That is crazy. Oh, okay. You got a Pandora on? Mm hmm. Let me see it. So that was that on that, folks. As always, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments or a situation that you want some insight on and feel like I would be the right person to share that insight with you, you can always hit me up via email, um, nerdygirlanswers at gmail.com. That's nerdygirlanswers with an S on the end at gmail.com or you can always drop a voice note if you're listening to this on the anchor app uh, that way your voice and your question or your message can be featured in a future episode otherwise uh, I do also have a discord the link to which I will be dropping in the notes for this podcast that's where the conversation is always active you can leave me a question or a message there or just like if you're having a WTF kind of moment and need some quick advice it's a great place for that it's a really good community that we're building there to have fun and active conversations all around the topics of our our messy interesting love lives so uh yeah be sure to check me out on those additional platforms and i'll catch you next week peace